0: Attention everyone. This is an emergency broadcast. The loud frequency coming from your radio is not a mistake. Do not turn off your radio, but instead turn up your radio as loud as it can go. Do this so we can broadcast this frequency as loud as possible.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Welcome to another episode of Game Stuff. I'm your gaming gal, Kali, and with me today is Roberto. What's up, Roberto? Pretty good. I just spent $7 on homemade ice cream, and I have hashtag no regrets. I'm also joined by Joy. I'm also joined by Joy.
2: Apparently, my name is Joy today,
3: and I bring the noise. No, the reason why you're named Joy now is because it's hashtag. It's going to be hashtag JoyJoy. Joy.
0: And that other voice is our Canadian in resident, Corey. What's up, Corey?
3: Not much. Just uh, getting ready to be sent off into the far north and go do some work. But I've been just prepping up, getting my PS3 ready with a bunch of games so I can, you know, have shit done. Get some plus ones. You guys will be seeing me pop a lot more plus ones. Get up in the leaderboards here.
0: So we're actually recording on a Friday night because Corey has to go back to work for four weeks and he's going to be off the show for then and we wanted to get one last episode with him in. So.
3: so you only guys only get to miss me for three weeks, possibly two, depending on how much recording equipment I pack in my backpack.
2: <laughs> so you're really going to try this.
3: <laughs> or or, you guys, or we, could do it, we could do it at the airport. We could try to beat the Trophy Horse 300 episode. I'll make sure I'm in like a McDonald's or I'll try to find the busiest spot in the airport, maybe outside by where the planes and the jets are going. And then I'll just like sit there and record and be like, don't worry, guys. It's just the jets going off. A plane's taking off here. Don't worry about it. Or I can just go and like, I'll I'll just go where there's like a bunch of people having Starbucks coffee and I'll be like, yeah. And then like halfway through, I'll just start having a conversation with the person beside me and be like, yeah, how's your coffee? Yeah. Oh, no, just recording a podcast. Don't worry about it. It's okay. (laughs) I I mean, I thought it was Brandon's PS4,
2: but I mean, who knows?
0: Well, for those of you that are new to this podcast, we are a conversational podcast for gamers by gamers about gaming. This week's topic of the show is I want to talk about uh, video game market saturation and if it's going to affect the sales of the next generation console. But before we get into that, um, let's uh, go to our uh, backlog beatdown. JT is rocking it with 78. Joe, you're in second place at 41. Daryl's at twenty eight Roberto, Forty one. Yeah, Roberto's harder. at Oh, I
3: guess I guess we has not been updated for like the last three days of me Joe and Joe just killing it.
0: Um we have uh Roberto at twenty-three, but really that's more like eight or something because he has he's gotta post his stuff. James McCall at twenty one, Tricky Make at sixteen, Gareth Davis at fourteen, I'm at fourteen, Levi's at twelve, Homer gets stuffed, is at eleven, Glenn Ori is at seven, Andrew Middlemoss is at seven Wait, CJ Anderson is at three.
2: Dude, he was all the way up what? to like twenty at one point.
0: Yeah, he's been buying so many games. He's actually trying to get the worst off, and he's a little jealous because he does realize Roberto's coming in to try to con- be a contender.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can beat Roberto at being the worst. Corey's definitely going to get to zero. Oh. Like he's made
3: strides, man. Oh. That was my goal. I I, I yeah. started off at the, like one of the worst negatives, and my goal. Cause where am I sitting now, Kali? Cause I think I'm right after CJ there.
0: I haven't gotten to that.
3: Oh, okay, right. Okay. Yeah, and then we're, uh, we're not at we're not at the bottom yet, right? Okay.
4: And yeah, what, what okay. are you saying about worse? I mean, I got I got plenty of ammunition, you know, um, to go here. You know, some games that I hopefully want to platinum over the weekend.
0: I yeah, but that's all right. You keep buying games. You have yet to buy the Humble Bundle, which you're going to buy anyways. First for you know, even though you can't play any of the games,
2: you have well, no willpower. Uh,
4: like well okay you know what when this is over i'm grabbing my wallet and i'm ripping the band-aid off uh for context ladies and gentlemen um there is a very special bundle on aorus laptops and it's a 1100 one hundred dollar machine and kalai thinks this is a great deal because it comes with a bag and also a free optical mouse i don't Dude, know if that it. exists it's like you know what it is it's Yeah, like I said, I gotta rip the the Band-Aid off. That's what I need to do. But, uh...
0: (laughs) Alright, Glenn Glenn Ory's at 7. Andrew Middlemoss is at 3. CJ is at 3. T-Bird is at 3. Jim is at 2. Dark is at 1. Joshua Krapp's at 1. Simon is at 1. Veronica's at minus 1. Zachary Ledford's at minus 1. Daniel Jones is at minus 3. And Corey's at minus 13.
3: And I'm climbing up. I already got, like, I think I posted between today and yesterday, and I don't know if they've been fully updated or not. But, like, three pluses. So, I mean, I'm, I'm climbing. From negative 37, I'm, I'm definitely making my way. I've already, like, loaded a lot of games on my PS3. And I'm going to take that to camp instead of uh, my PS4. So, we'll make it happen.
0: Alright, so let's get into what we've been playing. Uh, Roberto. what have you been playing? Alright, so,
4: um, I've been playing a lot of games, and I'm gonna keep it as brief and as short as possible. I'll let you in on one game I'm playing right now that is slated for release next, uh, next week on the Nintendo Switch. The game is
1: called Nightcall. Anyone?
4: It sounds like a superhero. Um?
2: hear that silence? Nobody's heard of it.
4: Not, not quite. You're on the, in a similar ballpark in... Justice, I suppose. Um, anyone? Corey, have you heard of Night Call? Anyone? No? So. I mean,
3: that sounds... Like I said, it sounds like, to me, Night Call would be like the... It's it's like the, uh, the Walmart special of Batman.
2: <laughs> That's a good one. It sounds okay. like a Roberto-ass game.
4: <laughs> so, uh, how many of you guys watch the Steam summer sale... Summer festivals and all that stuff? Um, and how... And ha- does the name Raw Fury ring a bell?
3: Oh, wait, Raw Fury, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of that. Which is funny because, yeah, I've heard of that. So they're like but an up and For some odd reason, I'm, I, I don't own or play PC. And I'm the only one that watched the stupid PC conferences on the weekend, Kali. I
0: started watching it.
3: Now? I watched it on the weekend when it was fresh. The only no, one I didn't watch the was the EA one. Because we all know it's a bunch of garbage.
0: Over the weekend, I was working on the notes for the show. In
4: any case, Raw Fury is a publisher that's uh, been making a lot of, like, unique and very robust kind of games that are very different, that have their own kind of style and attitude, different from, like, Devolver or or another indie and a few others out there. And uh, Nightcall is one of them. So, Nightcall is a... is a... Visual novel slash detective story that has a criminal noir setting set within Paris. There is a killer known as the Judge. You are a cab driver who happened to be the victim. Now, I'm still working on the game. I don't know this guy's background, if he was former military, if he was former, a former police officer, or anything like that. But because of his skills and also the fact that he was a victim of this guy after so many weeks of rehab, he's secretly contracted by law enforcement and detectives to find evidence of where he, of the judge, where he could be. But the thing is, the police have no leads. The only way to get leads is to talk to people, and he happens to be a cab driver. And what better way to collect information from the street than from the people who use
0: taxis? So, oh my God, is this Cab Confessions the video game? Wasn't that wasn't that a show?
2: I mean, when you so, started sa- talking about like night calls, I thought there was like strippers and like blow involved in this game.
0: I mean, they might be in the back <laughs> well, of the it,
2: seat.
4: It is an M rated game, and, and there's already I've had to take care of. I took care of one person who was talking about uh you know um, it was like a like a pretty rough relationship. It was a break. Actually, it was a really bad breakup. As a matter of fact. Um, the girl, like I dropped her off at the, like, I try to get like, cause you pick up passengers, some that may have information that live there, what's going on. And if they've have a they observed anything and some are just regular people who have nothing going on. Cause you have to balance gas, your apartment, food, um, and get clues. So one call I had a passenger picked up, she, this, the guy was drunk and fell asleep on her lap or whatever. But she was like, you know what? It's just like, it's like, she, she, he deserves something better, blah, blah, blah. So it was actually kind of like a bit, I try to be the nice guy here. She gave me a hundred dollar bill or a hundred dollar euro and says, can you please just take him to this address? I'll give you a hundred dollar euro if you take him to this address. And, you know, and I accepted it. And like I had to, uh, you know, the text said like I brought the guy to his residence, took him home, explained what happened. The guy was heartbroken and then went back in the taxi and I could have thrown out the hundred dollars, but I didn't because I needed the money. So. (laughs) Um, and there's even this one person that got in the car who had, I guess it was Tourette's. So like she would talk about something that happened to her, but then she would say something like, you know, with raw, uh, crassness. But, uh, so it's an interesting take because you're picking people up, you're trying to get information. And there's also the fact that this guy has been afflicted with like, you know, some kind of trauma himself. Like I've already, uh, there's been some interesting moments. But the game so far is really good. I've already poured, like, two, three hours into it, and I actually am eager to kind of play more when I'm done with the with the show right now, because it's a detective story. You want to find out what's going on, and I like the fact that this is a guy who's vigilante, and he's, you know, he doesn't really have, like, he's not Batman, you know? He doesn't have a gun on his hip. He doesn't have body armor. He has, I don't know if he's had any prior training to anything. And yet he can somehow he has his own demons and things like that and he, somehow he has to figure out who the judge is. The game has um it's it's a little bit of a point and click. You can select where to go. You can select to listen to the to, to the radio to get clues, go to gas stations to get clues, infiltrate areas to get clues, pay off informants to find information. So it's a real detective story. Um I really appreciate the fact that it's it's very different and it's not just something that coasts for the ride and you make a couple decisions. You make a lot of decisions. That could be good, that could be bad, that could have repercussions. I tried lying, someone caught me in my lie, I had to kind of stumble on a truth there. Um, I tried to infiltrate a garage where the crime scene happened, and unfortunately I, I snuck in and the guy like kicked me out. So, it's really neat. I personally like it very much. Um, though the game seems to be pretty okay with Steam audiences. I mean, right now it's a mostly positive review. Um... Out of seventy-two percent, out of the ninety-three percent user reviews, they've so giving it positive, and yeah, it's it was made by Monkey Moon Studios and Black Muffin. So how's that sound, guys? Does that sounds something cool.
3: Sounds like uh, a Broken Sword game with crazy taxi, taxi smashed together.
1: Broken Sword, what the heck is that?
3: You never played Broken Sword? No. Um. Originally, oh what the hell was its original name? Uh friggin'. So it's got two different names. Um, There's a North American name and there's the European name. The original name is called Broken Sword. It's an actual point-and-click adventure game uh, that came out uh, many a years ago. Actually, one of my first PC games um, where it's a point-and-click detective game where you're just a normal guy sitting at a cafe, a clown comes up, and then all of a sudden the cafe blows up, and then you've got to work with a... Journalist, in order to solve the mystery of what the heck happened and talking to people and choosing decisions, and it's actually one of the better uh, point and clink series that's out there. Actually, uh, number five and number four, I think, are on the PS5.
4: PS4, oh, okay, 3, but I'll have to take a look. But yeah, so far, I mean, I personally like the, the fact that it's like it's a, it's a noir story, it takes place in Paris, uh, so it's it, there's a lot of interesting things to, to, to say about that, so there's a lot of cool aspects to it i like the visuals the music um it, it all even the writing's really clever like i i kind of just enjoy what's there so um it's uh, the game comes out next week so by the time this episode comes out the game will probably be already be available on nintendo switch um it, once again it comes from our boys at raw fury and by the way thank you sandbox strategies for the review key so uh yeah definitely something i would highly recommend if you're something that absolutely really likes that type of stuff um it's story-rich, it's very well done, and it'll keep you going, because obviously, you know, everyone wants to find out... Everyone's in for a good detective story where you want to find out what the heck happened and, you know, why... and, and the reasoning. Um, anyway, um, so that's that uh, for that one. Now, the next game I'm going to select for um, an additional one is... Uh, let's see here. Warborn!
1: Does it ring a bell, anyone? Warborn, hello. Warborne? I mean, there's like a million Nine?
2: games with the no. word "war" in it, so no.
4: Okay, so Warborn is the newest game from P-Cube Games, our boys over in the UK that make a lot of uh, that managed to release a lot of the big Japanese Japanese games, like the, that one with the panty fighting, and also a lot of the visual novels, uh, <laughs> and also uh, Galgun. So, they're branching off into other indies. Like, they're branching off into a collection of indie games to release. One of them is Arcade Spirits, which I still need to play. Another one is Hell Warders, which is actually really good. And another game is, uh, that's coming out is called Initial Drift, which is a twin-stick racing game, which is going to be, like, you know... So, sorry, Kalai, you can't play that one. But, uh...
1: <laughs> um, <laughs>
4: yeah, I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. Um, but in any case, I played uh, the first level this morning... It's good so far. So it's a hexagonal mech-based turn-based game. Simple mechanics. You know, you engage the enemy. You got power-ups. You got super mechs that come in. And it's it. The animation's gorgeous. It it reminds me of GI Joe Transformers nineteen eighties uh, anime. So if you got a fondness for that, it's pretty good. Um, it takes a little getting used to because you have to. You're on a hexagonal battlefield, and I think honestly, turn-based games work better on, and especially think games like that that are isometric, they work great on a handheld, especially on the Switch, where you can just pinpoint where you want your forces to go and stuff, and you, you kind of have the whole commander feel. That's why I played XCOM on the Vita. So this one, it's on the PS, it's on Switch, I have it on PS4, it's good, you know, I, I like it very much, I think it's very different from what it is, and um, I appreciate what it is, so I gotta play it more uh but so far so good so what about you guys dude is it something that would interest you um mechs anime i mean i love base, mechs space. and anime
2: so yeah i think maybe i could check this out you said it was called warbound
4: warborn warborn yeah
2: I yeah. Might, i might have to check this thing out and you said it's on switch
4: it's on switch ps4 i believe it's on xbox and it's definitely on pc
3: do i take a negative one if i buy this game
2: your sponsor says no
3: Damn it. Um, but in any case, yeah, that there's that. And then finally,
1: um, oh, there's, um, this is a newer release, too. Disintegration. You guys have had to have heard of this. Uh... It's a song by The Cure. I don't think so. Oh. No, never heard of it. Really? Disintegration? What about I, you, Kali? I've... I've
3: I've heard the song, but I, I, I think I've heard the song. It's a very popular song, but I mean, that's like, there's lots of songs I've heard that are very popular, like Nickelback. And I mean, I you couldn't remember any of the names because most of them are garbage, but it's popular.
4: Yeah. But anyways, um, so what was I saying? Oh, so what about you, Kalai? Have you heard of disintegration at all?
1: Uh,
4: no. Okay. It's a first-person shooter from one of the makers of Halo, uh, one of the former makers of Halo, with a really unique world. I have to play it more, and I want to get into the multiplayer now that the game's launched. I had a review key that was uh, given to me uh, generously from a member of Marooner's Rock, and uh, I really much, very much appreciate that one. Thank you. And so here we go. So, Disintegration takes place several hundred years in the future with, as you know, humans like to screw things up. So you've got climate change slash global warming. You've got pollution. You've got COVID. You've got po- okay. I said polar ice caps are melting. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, murder hornets. You've got um the, the I think wasn't in the news today or something like that. That there was a bunch oranges of-
3: that are too hard to peel.
4: That you've also got like a wild boar that ate like twenty thousand dollars worth of cocaine somewhere, which I didn't think a uh, wild boar could do that. So. All sorts of stuff. And so they decide to do this really wild and crazy thing, which I don't, I haven't gotten to that part yet, which, how they do it. They manage to create technology that can remove your brain from your human self, place it into a special capsule, and put you in a robot body. Now, as you know, as a robot, you don't have to worry about disease. You don't have to worry about any kind of illness, broken bones. Well, if you break anything, you just replace it. You can make backups of your mind. Uh, you don't have to worry about breathing. You don't have to worry about peeing. You don't have to worry about any of that. It's cool. You can survive longer. Something happens, though. A lot of these people get dis- you know, put into these chassis, and a good number of them, a large number of them, are like, well, to heck with being human again. Let's just be robots. And they launch a big campaign against people who are human and people who are robots, but they don't want to be bad. And so now you're wrapped in this massive conflict. So you are uh, a former pilot of a of something called a graph cycle. And you go with this ragtag team of robots who want to try and be human again across and you go across this wilderness to try and make that happen. Now um so Kali like I I it's kind of like a if you ever were to come across it I just mentioned this because it's not necessarily a vehicular shooter. You're on the graph cycle. It's an FPS, but it's in the FPS where you're on the graph cycle, but you can shoot things from the graph cycle. The ne- unique aspect of this shooter is you combine FPS with squad-based and uh, squad-based mechanics and tactics. So while you're in the graph cycle, you got three soldiers on the ground that can all do uh, fight for you and also do uh, various different feats. One guy, for example, is the size of a pickup truck. And he happens to have giant mortar cannons, and at any one given moment, you can his special feat is to launch these mortars and destroy clusters of enemies all at once. Uh, another guy can throw stun grenades. Uh, another person can throw flashbangs and EMPs. And the banter between them is pretty neat. Um, I played the campaign so far, and so far, it's a pretty solid game from a smaller studio. Uh, so it's 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 neat. It's not like the, you know it's not the, like, there's a couple of things I would do differently, mainly because of the fact that the game, um, has all this lore, and I feel like there could have been some things that could have been done better, and even the beginning parts could have been done better, but so far, it's a, it's a really strong FPS, I like it, uh, it has a multiplayer component, I was able to try at PAX West last year, which was really nice, and, um, I think that if you're someone that likes that type of thing, you like that lore, you, you've seen the video, you've seen, Things of that sort I think you might appreciate what's there um and it might be something different especially right now like when it comes to shooters there's not really anything kind of coming up in terms of other than the new call of duty but we don't we haven't even seen that yet so um but uh in any case yeah I'd say give it a shot it's different it's from a smaller team it's sharp has great quality graphics and uh and, and a presentation and it's i believe it's uh 3999, if I'm not mistaken so uh, definitely, uh, go for it. Alright, so Joe, what have you been playing? Um, uh, a lot. Uh, at first,
2: I would, I guess I'll talk about Hyrule Warriors, because I've been that, uh, crap ton on the Switch. I know, Corey, it's like an every week. It's like a... What are you not, when are you not, not playing that a crap ton? It's like, it's a minute of Hyrule Warriors. Uh, what have playing this
3: week? Hyrule Warriors. Oh, uh, I love this
2: game, man. Like, what can I say? I mean, I'm a sucker for... I, I also love this game. I'm a sucker for Musu, uh uh musu games and i'm gonna play like i'm gonna play the crap out of the persona one when it comes to the west on the switch like i really am i hope it's as deep as this game is um i got cory to buy it and is he... that what
3: scrambled is is that what scrambled
2: is? yeah yes yeah that's what... it's a persona musu yep, game it is yes it is. God, I'm a... is, is is switches region locked no you can buy a copy of it now but it's... yeah switch
4: is... no switch is never re- region locked it's not region locked. Oh yeah, you can God. buy a copy
2: of it now off of play Asia, just like you can get Super Super Robo Tyson. Um, so I've been playing that. Uh, Link is at like level eighty now, which isn't even like touching the service surface of like max levels like two hundred and fifty five. So I got a ways to go. But I didn't realize I was playing one of the levels on hard, and that's why I was gaining a massive amount of experience. So just a tip out there for anybody playing this: once you beat the game. If you put it on hard, you gain levels, like, crazy. Like, every time you kill, like, like a general or a captain or anything like that, you gain about, like, a quarter of experience bar. So you just keep doing it.
0: Now, can I ask you... What's up? Now, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Uh, My question is, now, do you have to level your character? And if so, do you forget to do that?
3: Oh, (laughs) It automatically does it for most of the parts, Kalai, so he remembers that part, but when it comes to the point where Joe can choose to use rubies to level up his characters, he refuses to do that because he feels that it it makes his game impure.
2: Yeah, I... Joe, do you agree agree with this statement? Okay, so the mechanics for leveling up are as so. You level up your characters by killing enemies, like any other game, and then you have to buy skills with the materials that they drop. And some of the materials are like super rare and there's no other way to get them. There's only two r- real ways to get them. is to get them by killing the enemy and having it drop. And the RNG sometimes is really crappy. Or you can use amiibos and it kind of almost guarantees you're going to get what you need. But it really cheapens the experience. Uh, but I mean, you can get the amiibo cards and you could really cheapen the experience if you wanted to. Corey, what's, gotta- your, what's your thoughts on the game? Because I know you've been playing it.
3: Oh man, I love this game. I love, I love all Mushu games. You and me are like the same when it comes to Mushu games. Like I was sitting there in EB Games today, and you have no idea how hard it was to me to see all these Mushu games like be like ten, fifteen dollars for like <laughs> Dynasty Warrior six and seven, and Samurai Warrior four and five. And I'm like, oh man, I. Just Dude, we should play one co-op online.
4: I never games. even thought of that. There's warriors or reaching too. There's
3: Warrior
2: Orochi? There's th- Orochi online, Roberto? Like, can you play online co-op so, on yeah.
4: that? Yeah.
2: Oh, we're doing that, glory. Alright, we got next time one of them one goes one. on sale, we're gonna we're gonna pick it up.
3: So what's Yeah, but you said no you said buy no more games, sponsor. Sponsor can
2: approve things. I I'm just trying to look out for you and for your wife. <laughs> so
4: it's or maybe, true, or, maybe or maybe or maybe
2: she slid in my DM and was like, Yo, tell Corey to stop buying games. So Kalai, do you like uh, Musu games or no?
0: Uh yeah, I actually have the fire emblem one. Oh, okay. For the switch. So, but I haven't, I haven't really played enough. think
2: of that game, Kalai, and like that's like only scratches the surface of how deep the Hyrule Warrior one is. Like you, there's so many things to unlock and do in that game. It's insane. It makes your head spin. Sometimes I'm like, all right, so I got to kill a thousand enemies to get this golden skull to let to appear on the map. Then I have to find it, and if I don't find it in time, it vanishes, and then I got to do a whole level over. And then there's like secret objectives that you have to do in the level that they don't tell you, to gain like heart pieces and weapons. It's a really arduous task to do everything in that game. Um, I know I've
3: said, when you have to manage, and you have to manage all of them. This is the first Mushu game where I've had to sit there and you control the other players, which is actually unique to Mushu games too, because like a lot of times you get to control them to some extent, whereas here you get really good control of them, and to like. You have to make them do other things. Otherwise, if you don't send them to certain objectives, you just lose the game. I've died so many times. Yeah,
2: I know. It's kind of annoying. Um, I have to say, like, um, if you ever play Fire Emblem Warriors, Corey, it's very much the same where you can send your they're actually even smarter in Fire Emblem Warriors because it came after this game. So they took what they did with this game and they expanded on it with Fire Emblem Warriors. So it's definitely a more immersive experience. Uh, I think this franchise in general, Legend of Zelda lends itself perfectly to a, a, like a musu because there's just so many characters that you can pull from to make into characters, playable characters. And there's so many new ones that they put in. Like they, they brought, they brought back Linkle from the crossbow training and made her like her own character <laughs> and gave her her own story. And she's so badass. Like, I love playing Oh, dude, Linkle's
3: sweet. Yeah.
2: Oh, man. Link I oh, played her nice.
3: once and I'm like, oh, dude, why can't I just play? Fuck, Li- fuck Link. Fuck this bullshit. So the reason Link gets so overpowered
2: be. in that game though, Corey, is because of the way the game works in that you could put anybody in a mission as your main primary or even if you have them as the limited character you have to beat the mission as, you can always set Link as your secondary character if there's a secondary character available. I know. And then just play as Link and say, fuck it, I'm never gonna use any of these characters. I know when you get to certain maps, you cannot do that anymore, though. And it's it's what they warn you yeah. against doing. That you really want to like level all your characters up. And there's like thirty something playable characters in this that that stem from like all the Legend of Zelda games. Like you can play as Midnight, Midna, regular Midna, Skull Kid, Um,
3: Rafalio. Well I found it I thought it was neat that you can a lot of kind of like the other Mushu games too, you can play as the enemies, which is really cool. And ex- you
2: can play as Rafalio, the guy who sells you all the items in um Link Between Worlds. That's awesome. And he has this big giant sledgehammer. Oh, the game's so good. I can't say enough good things about it. I have I think I have over sixty-five or seventy hours in it now. So I'm on my way. I know also, I'll keep telling, giving updates. Uh last time I talked to Gerard, I think he said he had 310 hours or he was getting close to that and he's not even done with the game yet. So That's
4: insane. Yeah, it, you got to give it up to it those Musou games that they have just insane You have to give it up to those Musou games. They have just have an insane amount of playability like at Fate/Stella, the Yeah. um Berserk, Berserk. Um also the um The Attack on Titan games are, I consider them Musu um, or Muso. So, like, there's just, there's a ton of playability.
2: Yeah, I think, I think the
3: Koei Tecmo makes them, don't they? Don't they make Attack on Titan? The uh, Omega,
4: well, it's not Koei It's it's,
3: it's Bandai. It's Bandai that Namco that makes it, but Bandai Namco works with Koei Tecmo. uh, Yeah. Koei Tecmo. They've done a a lot of games. And then, um, what's the other one? Uh, The one that makes all the Naruto games, the Cyber. A one or whatever, right? There's and Wu Omega.
2: Omega. Omega
3: Force, yeah, make Omega Force, yeah, yeah. But which then makes like I like the Empire ones. That's my favorite. See, I I know Joe hates those. I, I
2: don't hate the Empire games, Corey. I'm just not. I'm not all about the management. I'm about the kicking ass. Um, I know, like, I love the. Empire I know ones. the Empire ones spawned off of the PSP games because the PSP games and um originated the whole like kind of like going like base by base by base and you can only, like, see one base at a time, and I know that's where, like, that originated from, and then they, like, expanded on it and made it to its own franchise, which I thought was pretty cool at first. And I played the first few on PS2, and I thought they were okay, but... It... They're really
3: good when you get to, like, the, the PS4 and PS3 ones. Like, like, like eight, uh eight, when nine? you get up to, like, 6... Six, and I played six. Six was the one that I played a lot of. And like, it gets to the point where it's a lot like risk. It's the idea that uh, you you finish a battle. Mm-hmm. Like you do a full battle and you take that area. And then you get cards at the end, depending on how well you did. And then you can use those cards for resources like, oh, I can recover one of my heroes that was downed. I can send extra troops to here to stop that. And like, it gives you an objective and it's more of like a risk management. So it's the idea that you have, six people on in the entire continent of japan and there's 23 countries or whatever it might be or little provinces you have to take over and then uh six people are splitting those up and then everyone strategically you have to work to take them over so it's like adds risk with the mushu which is kind of like a tactics i really like it that way but
2: no i think that's mushu games
3: are great Mushu games are one of the games that I, I don't think I've ever played a Mushu game and been unsatisfied, especially the uh, Dynasty Warriors Next that was on PS Plus uh, for Vita is probably one of the better Mushu games to play on handheld.
2: Yeah, I kind of want to check out Dynasty Warriors 8 Extreme uh, Legendary oh, Edition man, I... for the Switch because they put it on the Switch and I was like, OK, now I'm interested. Dynasty Warriors on the go. We just need online. We just need online, Joe. I, I don't even know if it's online i didn't check is. yet it might be it might have online if it does holy oh, crap man uh, then you can play that at camp
3: well no my internet's still not that
2: close <laughs> you're like there's no way the far north internet is reaching you in po- yeah. in podunk new jersey
3: so what's your other game joe that's not Hyrule warriors
2: uh that i'm willing to talk about or want to talk about i guess i'll talk about kingdom hearts 2 um, I played a lot of Kingdom Hearts 2 in the last two weeks since I've been on the show. I pretty much beat like the first part of it because it's really two halves of the game. And I won't spoil it because it's a pretty interesting storyline. Um, Roberto, I have to say, it's much more interesting than the first game as far as like story. And it gets dark really fast.
4: Yeah, I agree.
2: <clears throat> but I really like the character development in it. I really like that you... Get to see Mickey in this one, which was a very big drawback for me in the first one. I was like, "All right, cool. Are we ever going to see King Mickey?" Even at the end, it's like, and just just the cool stuff. Like even even when I, I'll, I'll give a tiny spoiler here because it's been out forever. um uh... When you die in certain battles, like you could take over and play as Mickey Mouse, and I thought that was the coolest thing like ever. Like, I literally had one of those, like, mark-out moments where I was sitting on my couch, and so I was like, Oh my god, I got to play as King Mickey!
1: Because you <laughs> sucked
3: and died. Yeah, because I died. Well, some of those battles are really hard. Like, they're no joke. Yeah. Like... No, they are. I love the way they updated the system in that everybody game. Everybody uses bullshit aerial one.
2: attacks or area attacks in that game, and they're so annoying. And Sora moves so- like he's in fucking, like... Like, he's walking in friggin', uh, like, oatmeal. Space? Like, literally, it's like he's walking in oatmeal and can't move his legs. I'm like, move, dude. Like, the dude's raining down thunder on you, and you're literally just sitting there and taking it. Like, why don't you move? Why don't you jump? So then I figured out, yeah, you just jump to dodge all attacks in that game. There's no, like, dodge roll, or I haven't unlocked it yet. And it's pretty
3: much just jump. So, Well, that's why I found in that game, if you uh, take the fighter ability first, um, then you get aerial combos. As your secondary boost. Oh, and okay. aerial combos destroy in that game. I mean, the coolest thing in that <laughs> Just... game
2: is, like... The coolest thing is the limit system. And, like, doing the valor and stuff. Like, that's so cool. Like, it's so cool. Like, I was like, oh, man, this is way improved from the first game. I, I think they really built on the combat system for the first game. And I really like it. I'm digging it. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm right after, like, the plot twist. So... Roberto, you you should know what that is. It's like the second half of the game where you start locking all the kingdom up, kingdoms up.
4: Right, right. I'm um. So I'm about halfway um, through the game. Yeah, it's it's it like it's a shorter game for the first one overall, at least for me. But I mean, it, yeah, I, you're right. It gets things get much more interesting. The characters get more interesting. The uh, the lore. My favorite world is the Tron world, without a doubt.
1: Oh, it's cool.
4: Um, yeah, but, very yeah, cool. So there's that, and like the bosses become a little more imaginative. They're harder. Um, the bosses are definitely harder yeah. in
2: this game than the first one. Like I I blasted no, I, through the first game.
4: I, I, I bet on the contrary, I'd have to say that's a little different because like I busted my butt in the first game back on the PS2. I I mean it, it was eighty hours. I don't know if it was eighty hours play, because I might have left it on pause for a long time. I mean, certain bosses but were cheap in that game, it though. was like, like really cheap. The, they were tough, especially when you got even especially with Olympus Coliseum. This one, I mean, they're, they're hard, but they're not the worst. Well, I mean, um, Olympus
2: Coliseum's is way overworked in this one with the tournament system versus the, like, start at the bottom and beat 100 tiers, and then you get to fight a boss, and you're like, wait, I beat 99 tiers, and now I still have to fight a boss? Like, what the F? Yeah. This one, it's like, oh, you beat the quarterfinals and the semifinals, and now it's the finals, and I'm like, that's it?
3: Okay. Right. Oh, there's more. There's I'll more sign up to for that. There's there, there it, there's a there's a, there's, a, there's a there's a whole another section in that. So that's there's a reason why it's like built that way. Oh, okay. So that's
2: just the story version, I'm guessing, and then the other ones are kind of like the original game. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Kali, have you? Do you have a, much experience or any experience with the Kingdom Hearts series?
0: I have a lot of experience with the with the Kingdom Hearts series. I um, I actually beat one and two. Oh
2: okay you have the whole collection right on ps4 correct
0: i do have the whole collection i gotta go back and replay them because I, i'm just ter- i play so much stuff i can't remember half the storylines anyways so i want to replay one and two so i can play three i feel the
2: same way i always forget I, when i replayed the first one i was like that's what happens i don't remember any of this right <laughs> it's bad And i was playing final <laughs> fantasy 7 i was like wait that's when this happens oh yeah and Corey's like, and Corey's like, you're such a dumbass. Of course that's what happens here. Yep.
3: Thanks.
0: What about you, Corey? What, what have you been playing?
3: I mean, me and Joe have been playing a lot. Let's just say Mark is like me and Joe's new bread and butter right now. Like, we've been literally going through the list of Mark games. Like, going through Dead Nation, going through Resogun. We're just playing the, the crap out of those amazing games. Like, they're just so good. Like I-, I forgot how good they were until I actually had to play and the difference was is that Joe had never played in the Smart games before so I, PS Now has all I mean, of them it's so not I brought Joe in on this. It's not this. that I've never played them anymore
2: at all, it's that I've never actually sat down and like played them through Um, I had experience yeah. playing um, Resogun in the past but I've never played Dead Nation and that game blew me away with how beautiful and how well put together it is as a twin-six shooter.
4: It's even better on the Vita. Oh just because of how, yes. like how much they're able to pack in with that type of stuff. It makes me kinda sad that we were not able to get like uh Alienation or um or uh Nex Machina on video- Vita, because that would have been just stupendous.
2: Oh, I downloaded um Alien Nation after we beat um Dead Nation, because I was like, I want to play this. Like And Corey's like, it's basically the same I game
3: reskinned. Well, it's a little Wait, bit mentioned- different, but the yeah, but for me I have to buy it, which sucks. So well, you know, we'll get in there. But yeah, um another big game like I beat Amplitude, um real neat little like rhythm game. Uh for those who haven't played it, it's a rhythm game that's all about techno music, but it's the idea that uh you finish chords and each time you finish a chord in a certain section, you move to a different section and then it's going back and forth between sections to get everything done. So it, it it's an interesting take on rhythm games for sure. Um, and then really, like, I don't know, like I say, like, if you guys want to check the backlog, hashtag backlog beatdown on Facebook group, you can see what else I've been playing, because I've been just like killing it. I've been playing games left, right and center, like beating everything. Uh, you guys got to like, if you're not part of this group, I mean, I, I took I was negative 36. I put myself out there, even though I might not be the top, you know, you got it. It's a nice little thing to keep track and you can you can cheer on other people, your fan favorites like Joe, or Kali you know cheer for the second third placers or you can sit there and try to like make JT stumble so that he doesn't win this but uh he's 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 going hard so but if you guys want to see what else I played that's where it is but kali, what did you play this week cuz i mean you're the one that usually comes out here and is like i've been playing lots of games this is what it is and today it is
0: trine i started the trine collection oh, good. oh okay.
3: I, I thought about that i thought about that i had it and i'm like oh, do i do i want to download this and i'm like Kalai's playing this right now i'll let her talk about it and then i'll play it next yeah. week
0: i'm playing it on switch because it was 20 dollars for all four games on switch Ooh. yeah so i picked it up and i'm playing it co-op with jim on the couch oh my god we were having so much fun we were laughing so hard so, I was trying to jump to platforms, and Jim's playing the wizard, and he's taking boxes and moving the platforms, and they're swinging on. I'm like, what are you doing? I can't jump, because now you've applied physics. What is wrong with you?
3: That's the so. best way to play that game. How? Uh, quick question for you, because this is something I've always wondered. I played the first Trine for PS3. Now, um... I know that there's a little bit of humor in it, but from what I've been told, like, once you get to two, three, four, and 5, like, the humor, just, the craziness and the humor and the amount of shit you can randomly do, it just, like, goes to 11.
0: I've never played a trying game in my life, and I'm starting with one, so I will let you know when I get there.
3: Fantastic.
0: Um, and Joe, I don't know if you know this, but they also make nine parchments.
3: Oh,
2: that's interesting, because now... I'm definitely gonna pick up nine parchments because I've always been on the fence and you've always recommended it. But I was like, okay, well now I have more of like a like a reason because I'm like, alright, I like trine a lot, so I guess I'll like that and game.
0: I think it's the same it's the same voiceover as in Trine, and we think it's the same world.
2: So everything's connected? Ooh.
0: I think so, yes.
2: It's like a it's like a After- universe.
0: Oops. Yes. All right. That sounds and pretty cool. Nine parchments is best played with friends.
3: Yeah. And so is so is trying. <laughs>
0: yeah. I
3: tried playing by myself. It's not as fun.
1: Which it's be trying
3: or. Trying. It's the same idea yeah. as playing Magicka 2. I told Joey he needs to make a stupid paradox account so he can play Magicka 2 together because he doesn't understand that Magic. He's like, just beat it yourself. I'm like, you don't understand Magicka 2.
1: You just don't get it, Joey.
2: Yeah, but I have to yeah, fucking sign up the... for this account to
3: do it. No, I'm good. No, Joe, you got to do it. Roberto will
0: do and it for me. Wait, mm-hmm. class. With nine parchments, it's up to four player co-op.
2: I saw that. So is that like four Ooh. player local co-op or is that online with everyone having separate switches? How does that work?
0: Both. Oh, I that's can confirm so cool. that. It's... Because I've played four player with Roberto at my house. Did you ever play... All of us on separate. Oh, all on
3: separate switches. Right. Yes. Yeah. So who okay, wait a second. So one second, one second. So you have nine parchments, Roberto's got nine parchments. So the only people that don't have nine parchments is me and Joe.
2: That's correct. Right now.
3: Jesus. Okay. You do the check in Joe. We've got to get the stats on this.
0: Yeah, and even Roberto can tell you how much fun of a game is. It's fun co op, isn't it?
4: Yeah, I just wish the enemies wouldn't just repeat so much, but um other than that, I mean it, it is kind of a lot of fun. Um,
0: and w- yeah, and the humor is great because there is team killing in there and we oh see go. that's
3: that's why you need to play Magicka 2, Joe Magicka 2, team killing is a thing. There's actually a trophy for killing your friend a thousand times. We need to play this game. I, wanna, I need all of you to play it. It's a PS plus game. Roberto probably has it. Kali probably has it. We need to play this game. All
0: right. The other game that I started was Disco Elysium.
4: Tell us about that one. Why does that ring a bell? Why does this ring a bell? What the? Because it won a bunch of awards and was like one of the biggest games to come out at the tail end of 2019. It Call, was it's just also- all about
3: playing the tail end of 2019 best games.
4: Also, it has yeah. it. It was big because it has its thing about socialism and Marxism and all that.
2: Oh man, Corey, we might have to buy a game tonight.
4: So technically, it's- is it on sale? On PS, is it on sale, Joe? Well, based upon More- the principles of socialism, it should be free.
0: <laughs> N- He's talking about nine parts No, I'm
4: not. A- no, I'm not here. actually.
0: Okay. Oh.
3: What are you? What are you talking about? We'll talk about it after the show. Stop derailing the show. No, no, we no. If it's if it's a game that needs to be played cooperatively, we should let our fans know what game this is, Joe. I think Saints Row Three is on sale right now for half off. Um, I have Saints Row already downloaded on my PS3. No, the PS4 Done. version, the full the oh. remake,
2: is on sale. The one that lets you play co-op. Well, that's oh quick. Oh, my God.
4: But in any case, we hijack Collider. Uh, can let's... I continue? Yeah, let's collide. Yeah. continue. So tell us about Disco Elysium.
0: So Disco Elysium is a role-playing game, and it's a heavy role-playing game. It's not like anything you've played, if you haven't grown up in the 90s, using dial-up internet. Hmm. So I used to oh, play a lot boy. of- Oh,
3: boy. So you're talking about, like, the old, the old text-based ones?
0: Yeah. Oh
3: my god. That those were the, those were the coolest because I don't think people today understand that in those games it was like you're in a room. You're like okay, look out the window. You're like okay, okay. Uh check out the, underneath the box. There is a box underneath of it's a key. You're like okay, open the door. What door? There's three of them. Huh. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: what Disco Elysium is except that Depending on what you develop your character as, I went emotional. So I have a random. I can randomly talk to items in the game, like clothing, dead people, and you have to make rolls. You have to make like charisma checks in crack. Oh my god! And so, like literally, you'll be in the middle of a, a, a conversation, and you'll see it, the ability of like you can say this, but it's hard, and then you have to roll two d six to see. And it actually make likes the, you it makes it, do you roll them.
3: Conversation. do? you see the dice? Yeah. Roll?
0: It, well, yeah. It,
3: Oh PC my god, dice okay, roll. is this on... No, no. the real question is, is this on something else that's not a PC?
0: No, I think it's exclusively <laughs> for the Damn PC it. right now. What, Disco I... Disc Elysium? Yeah, it might be on PlayStation. Is it on PlayStation? It's coming no. to
2: everything soon. It's coming to Switch first before it comes to PS4. Okay, apparently. well, I need
3: to play this game. Check me up for a negative one.
0: Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's actually pretty fun. Um, I've been... Uh... Yeah, so you're a detective and you wake up but you don't know who you are. And even like the wake up sequence was really interesting because it was like, I'm in the void and you know, you, do you want to come out of the void? No, I don't want to come out of the void. I want to stay in the void where it's quiet because when you open your eyes, the light kills you because you have such a horrible hangover.
3: <laughs> so... Jesus, this game sounds so, <laughs> so cool. I wonder why people voted for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It- yeah, so, um, and then you get a whole bunch of tasks, and you just have to walk around town talking to people and figure out... And you don't remember do.
3: anything, right? So you're not... You don't just... Wa- like, it, it's almost like that movie where you're that detec- that de- detective that tattoos himself. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I think it's called Memento. It's an
0: old 80s movie. Uh, well, not only do you remember not remember anything, you don't even remember you're a detective or your name. So, like, I still don't know my name right Jesus. now. Jesus. <laughs> and it one would- At one point, they're like, where's your gun? And you're like, well, I don't know. So, like, you have to call in a report to miss your missing gun. And, like, then you get a quest to go find your missing gun.
3: That's hilarious.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's actually really good. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I actually was playing it on my laptop on my um, couch downstairs. It was, like, a good book. I snuggled up under my covers. I got my little mouse and keyboard and... Just uh, went at it. I mean,
3: that's, you know what, Kalai, talking about that game, it, it, I'm really excited for it to come to consoles, just like a lot of other PC games, but I mean, that, that brings us almost into our topic, talking about this oversaturation of games it- that are coming to the market, especially with Steam, all these Steam games now that are just coming, like, I watched those conferences on the weekend, it's like 45, 50 games coming, like, day one to PS5, Xbox from Steam to the, those consoles, and it's like, I, I don't know how I'm going to have this time. It's just too much,
0: right? So here's my question to you guys: There is a lot of games out right now. There are so many good games out right now that um you just don't have time to play them. So I predict that first of all, the reason I I predict that the PlayStation is going backwards compatibility as it will increase the sales of the console because there are still games this generation are going to play. And if they didn't, nobody would want to buy it because they're still catching up on games. What do you think, Joe? Uh,
2: it's a slippery slope. Um, I feel like is the, I feel like the game industry is always oversaturated. There's never a lull period unless you only play or own one console at a time. Like there's always going to be something for you to play. There's always going to be something new, or there's always going to be a game that you missed. There's always something to play. So is it going to really hurt the industry? I, I don't know if it's going to hurt it, but I mean, I, I, I think that I always, I always think that people have too big a backlogs to begin with. So like adding more games is never really a problem. The The problem is we only have so much finite time on this earth. Right. And we only have so much finite time that we can play video games. Right. Like, unfortunately we can't just sit and play video games 24 hours a day. I mean, I've tried it. I do it once a year and it's hard enough to do it. Then I, so to answer your question, I don't think it's an oversaturation issue. That's the problem. I I think that it's the fact that it's the timing of the oversaturation and then it's all at once. So to answer your question, will it affect the sales of the new consoles? It, it could. It, it's very likely. Um, Roberto, what's your thoughts? Like, do you feel like it's going to cause, you know, any issues?
4: I would have to say that in a way it's yes and no. On one hand, I think that that's why they're going to have backwards compatibility with these new systems because it's like it's just it it would be such a deal breaker to have all these games out and then you absolutely cannot you know um you can't use it in the this, this next generation system that's supposed to be coming out. So, I think that's why so all this is backwards compatible. I wouldn't be surprised if some of the bigger launches are going to get eventually a free upgrade or something along those lines um on the other hand it it is surprising how there are entire games that are going to have longevity to them that are just coming out like star wars squadrons for example
2: that game looks beautiful
4: it it, it looks amazing the thing is it's it's not next gen and it's like i don't know if there's gonna be dlc plans if there's gonna be maps or all that it sounds like everything's gonna be um it sounds like everything's going to be available all at once, and, and, and once the game comes out. But my point is, is it just feels so strange that you're gonna have these new systems out, and then you're gonna release this game that's gonna have a single player and a multiplayer component, and the uh, multiplayer is supposed to be expansive. And then, but like people are gonna be jumping ship to, I guess, this, the upper systems, unless, like I said, there's gonna be like a free upgrade that you get. Well, but and we've already,
3: they've already, okay. So the 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 so far, what we've been told is Xbox has got smart delivery, which we know is a way that if you purchase a game in any way, shape, or form, disc or digital, on your Xbox One Now that has smart delivery enabled, it will automatically be playable on your, your Xbox One X when it's available. The PlayStation has quoted that any game that launches from July forward of this year, so literally within three weeks of now, any game that comes out, has to be able to come out for ps4 now has to be able to be playable on the ps5 and be able to move to it which is telling us that those games are going to move to that library and i mean it's the same idea as like kalai plays call of duty with us right now or when we played call of duty the one time but she plays on a super overpowered (laughs) pc that literally makes every the grass look like it's like waving in the wind and whatever else and she can see left and right and it has this huge 54 degree viewing angle and can see guys and like see the freckles on their face whereas i'm playing on a ps4 that by the time it loads in the map i mean hopefully the tires load and i can actually see the shapes of the buildings sometime but we can play in the same game and that's where i think that really they're going to allow it to have it where we are going to get these games with expansive worlds it's just I do know that, yes, it's going to limit them to an extent because they can't have something that's too expansive because it can't overpower the PS4, but I don't think they're going to... You know, it's EA, for one. So, I mean, oh no! Watch NHL out, you know, overclock my PS5.
2: No, but that's going to be different because that's just going to be the same as like having two different versions for one console, but I I do see a problem with Squadrons as it's going to be a high-profile game that's not gonna run the greatest on PS5 or it's just gonna not look that great because it's designed for the last generation of consoles. And I could see and I understand like again, this is probably this is probably the issue that uh C D Project Red ran into with um Cyberpunk and why it got delayed again. I think they're having problems getting it to run on everything all at once. Like they they guaranteed that it would be able to be playable on the last gen systems because so many people already purchased it on those systems. So so they have a lot of people that are already pre-ordered and ready to go for a PS4 version or an Xbox One version. So I understand where they're like, they feel like they need to do right by their customers and not cut all those people out and just be like, hey, we really just can't do this. So we're just going to put it on PS5 and just put it on Series X, which at this point, I think that's what they should honestly do. Because if they're having this many problems running the game, how is that going to affect the game on the next generation console?
3: They do a Skyrim. Why?
2: what's your thoughts on that? Because I know that you're going to play this on PC, but do you think that this could hurt the last gen versions of the of this of this highly anticipated game?
1: Uh, I'm sorry.
0: Which game again? Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. I got lost in the car. Cyberpunk. I, I don't think it's gonna hurt it. I just don't think it's gonna look as nice or as beautiful. Because, see, the one thing about playing... the, I was lucky enough to play Control on my computer. My computer is high enough to have what's called ray tracing, which is what the PS5 is going to have. It makes everything so beautiful. I mean, it plays so Beautifully on my system. It's not even funny. So what the PlayStation is getting. Is going to be beautiful. Here's the problem. If if you're planning to get a PS5. You're doing a disservice. By not playing it on the PS5. Because I think that. It's going to run better. It might even have the same problem Control had. Control had trouble running on that PS4. You had to have at least a PS4 Pro. They had to go back. And patch the game.
3: Joe plays on a regular PS4.
2: It's patched now, though. Like, it was a broken mess before. Yeah,
3: well, and and that's what I was talking about with my opinion on the Skyrim incident, right? It, it, it's like, it, the reason why the PS3 did so bad with Skyrim is because it couldn't handle all the information going in, which we, we knew that from a, a factor when it came in. But it's the same idea. that's I, Sony's fault. No, 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 but just listen. But that's I know, Sony's just let me fault, because it wasn't know, designed. But, but what I'm saying is, ps4 skyrim runs fine the xbox one skyrim runs fine but if they tried to run skyrim like a guy did a thing on the weekend running skyrim with 35 different mods to the point of making the game look next gen like just beautified skyrim if a if a a ps4 or uh, xbox one x tried to do that it would die it would just literally go and just just kill itself and I think that's why with these next gen of games, especially Cyberpunk, we're going to see games like that where, guess what? If you're buying it and you're only running it on a PS4 or an Xbox One X, it's like back in the day when you had to buy a computer and turn it to low. You're going to have to turn off shadows. You're going to have to turn it to low. You're going to have to lower it down and not get the reflection in the glasses. Like, it's just something you're going to expect. The game's going to probably play the same, but looks is what's going to. It's where it's going to hurt.
0: So, but here's my question. So what you're saying, or let me understand this correctly, you think because of that upscaling to the new system, the saturation games are not going to affect? No, because I think that's... Well, because
3: this is the thing. I think what we're seeing right now is like, if you look at YouTubers especially, right? YouTubers are a big portion of uh, influencers when it comes to buying games. Like Joe talks all the time about uh, Beat'em Up. Um, I started watching him as well, where he's a guy that's literally sold thousands, hundreds of switches, like tens of thousands of switches to people just by talking about the games. And when we see people on YouTube, what are they playing on? Not a console. 90% of the time they're playing on on PC. They're playing games like Surgeon Simulator. They're playing games like I Am Bread. They're playing Goat Sim. They're playing Minecraft. They're playing. These are games that came out on PC first and then were later adapted to console. We're finally seeing the first generation come out day one where those games are releasing simultaneously on console and PC, which I think is actually going to improve the market for consoles because we're going to have people like Roberto that play indie games galore where that PC thought is such a pull because it's like, man, there's, there's a lot of games on this PC that, you know, I could get There's a lot of good games on there that that are indie games. But, you know, there's a real cool early access stuff and things like that. Now we can do that on our consoles. I think it's going to make it so people don't have to make that choice of going, "Okay, I got to build a $2000 next-gen gaming PC and then I have to buy a $600 console, PlayStation 5, just so I can play every game available." Now you can buy a PS5 and play 90% of them. you
0: are getting, no, 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 really
3: getting, getting No, no, away no, no, I'm not. No, 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 because the question. thing what I'm saying is if 100% of games are released on the market, right? There's 100 there's a big giant pie. Right now, 50% of that pie is going to PC, and consoles don't get that. We don't get 50%. Per- we have to look at a half-eaten pie. That's what we get. Whereas with this next generation, we're finally getting to eat 80% of that pie and see it. And as a console owner, I'm not hurting to buy a PC and have to put out money to buy a new PC, which is 900 to to $1,000 that I can put towards more games. Which I...
0: You're completely missing the point of It's our saturating discussion. the
3: market. No, no, no. I'm not... No, the difference is, what I'm, what I'm telling you is, if we were saturating the market right now with PS5, if they gave me 40 PS5-only titles, that's saturating the market to the point of where I can't afford to do anything with it. But when they're saturating the, ga- the market with indie titles that are going to cost me 10 to $15, that I can buy multiple titles and it's going to be available, things that I would have liked to play on PC that are now going to be available on console, those are things I can afford. We're getting saturated with but indie games, not big we don't, titles. Yeah, but we
2: don't know how what those prices of those indie games are going to be going forward. We do, because, because, because now that Steam. Consoles are catching... We, but we don't, because now that consoles are equivalent to a PC, like, consoles now are just PCs at this point. That's what I'm getting like at. That's literally what they are at this point. They're just not upgradable, because if they did that... Then why even make consoles anymore? Like it's the ease—the ease of everything—is why consoles still exist. Because there's a lot of people.
0: And here, and here's the funny part. You said people like Roberto are going to buy it day one. I don't think Roberto's buying a PlayStation. I'm five not day either. One. No, I'm no, no, not either. I want not, one day not, one, not, but I'm, I'm, not, not
3: I'm not buying one. What I'm saying is those people that are having so- to put out, like for me, for example, I'm looking at buying a new computer, right? Which is a thousand dollars. I can now spend that $1000 on a PS5 instead and buy $400 worth of games be- with the money I save not buying a new PC because all the games that I would usually like to buy on PC are coming to console. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm
0: going sh- to But it works the opposite I'm way you too you though. down. I'm, sh- I'm- I'm shutting you down because you don't even understand. I'm saying the market is already pre-saturated with so much stuff between all the systems that it doesn't matter. I want to bring Roberto into this conversation, and I'm trying to do that. So you got to be quiet. Roberto, now, what do you think? Because I know that you have a ton of games, and I know that you're saturated with games, and you keep buying games. So tell me, is that saturation going to affect if you buy a PlayStation 5 or not?
4: It might be too much. I mean, and keep in mind, it's not even that I'm buying games, it's that I'm getting review keys. I mean, today I got a key for a game, well, you know, that on the topic of... No, no,
0: no. No, no, no. You bought 1,500 games.
4: Oh, yeah. The the, the NCAA PCP thing. I'm not going to play all of them, though. I'm going to play, like, (laughs) 20. You know, like, there's a... And some of them are, like, really quick games that you can finish in an hour.
2: Yeah, you know, you should there's backlog beat down all those like games.
4: That. You know, there's a bunch of shmups in there. There's a bunch of, like, you know, visual novels and adventure stuff. Stuff that you can finish in a few hours. That's, like, itch.io is, like, I think, like, it's it's not compared to, not to go off topic, but to compare to this thing to Steam, itch.io are, like, really, like, indie of the indie games. Small stuff. Like, there's, like, games that you can finish in 45 minutes. But in any case, that being said... It would be too much. I mean, I, I, I mean, remember, I'm also getting keys for games. I, I've been trying right, to get Right, so know, let me
0: ask you. Let me ask you. Are you buying a PlayStation 5, yes or no, when it comes to day one?
4: Right now, as much as I like Ratchet and & Clank and Spider-Man, I'm going to have to pass on a day one purchase. I'll, I mean, if now, like I said, if, if, if that thing gets a little bit better, a new, resi- like, maybe Siphon Filter... Warhawk. So you, were, uh, so you, were, what you're, you're saying is, if more
3: games that. come out for it, then you would buy it. Which means, if the market becomes more saturated, then you would look
4: at buying it. <laughs> but those would be exclusives. Well, like those were no right.
0: And he's proving he's proving my point, which is this: because when consoles release, they don't put out enough new releases to warrant it. And with the current generation and the saturation of games, people, I don't think people are going to buy playstation um, unless they're die hard die hard die well hard. no but
3: that's what i'm saying I mean, you buy I... it to buy play the new pc games like torchlight 3 torchlight 3 comes out right it's on steam early access right now guess what it's coming to day one both console and pc
2: but think of it this way like guys we had a very different console s- cycle oh, than we've had weird. ever before where a lot of games that were supposed to come out in the last three years just kept getting delayed and delayed. So like we have this last year of a console cycle. That's very different from most final years of a console. It's not winding down. It's like ratcheting up. Like there's more and more and more and more. And then they're announcing all these remakes of stuff that they should have put out years ago. Like, or like who would have thought that, um, uh, what the hell is that company that bought all the thq franchises? oh thq nordic yeah, pu- yeah yeah that nordic would just be pumping out all these freaking remakes at the end of the console generation like i thought they would wait to put those out on the next gen no they're like oh man we bought all those ips and we've been cranking stuff out like i didn't think we'd get kingdom o- kingdoms of Olimar like this year that's in august i didn't think we'd get like we're getting a tony hawk game they could have just as easily saved tony hawk remastered for ps5 at launch And instead, it's coming out on PS4. And I'm starting to wonder how many of these games have been in development for years or a long time. And they just kept a lot of this secret because of the way the industry is perceived now, which is very negatively for announcing things too early and then not delivering on them. So so here's the other question.
3: How many of those games do you think are going to be available to be right away on your PS5?
2: That's not the point though. No no no
3: I, I you know I, I like, get that I get that I doesn't get...
2: make me want to buy a PS5 just because I can no. play
3: a PS4 game on it. No, I know, but what I'm saying is that there's I, I gotta see yes, you have to see the the push to, to to buy the new consoles and I get yeah there's a lot of I, I think the idea of remasters I don't think there needs to be a push to buy a new console. It's a new
2: console. Like the people that want to buy the new console day one are gonna buy it regardless because they want the new shit, they want the new hotness on the market, they want it, they want it day one because they wanna say they had it day one a lot of the people who host podcasts, like ourselves, like, do we feel, like, Kali? I'll ask you guys all this because I know um in another group someone asked this question, so I'll pose this question to you guys. Do you feel that as hosts of a gaming podcast, do you feel like we're in, like, we need to buy this console to stay abreast with information to give to our listeners? Like, do we have to buy a PS5 because that's what's going to be like the hot topic and we're going to be behind if we keep talking about older games i don't necessarily think we have to because i think as our show is very different from most shows so i'll kick it over to kalai like do you think that we should buy ps5s or xbox one x's just to stay with the times and be able to be current
0: well before i answer that question i am going to give my thoughts on this over saturation because I'm kind of the only person that has Or it. sure. I mean, you can answer I... my
2: question and then go back to that. I don't I don't either way.
0: Okay. All right. So, do I think that I need a new console right now? No. Because most of the games that we can cover, I can cover on my PC. And that's one of the reasons why I built a really good PC. So, I wouldn't have to every generation be like, "Oh, look, I need to get the new console because I need to do this." You know, I want to play it whatever like I don't want to have to worry about which system.
2: No, and that's a that's a good point that you make. I think like I think you kind of bought into the PC ecosystem and you're really not going to turn back. I think that you've fully invested in it and you're you're in that ecosystem now and it's probably going to be hard for you to buy a console going forward because of You've seen the ease of using a PC on your end and you've seen the community and the community's really been uh, like reached out to you and like pulled you in and like made you a member and you've you've got all these new people to play with and you can play almost anything on the PC. So I get where you're coming from from that aspect and that's a really cool thing to have. So I'm I'm happy for you.
0: Yeah, I I really got tired of like, you know, oh, X- Xbox is better, PS4 is better. Neither one is better than the other. Technically I've seen the stats for both technically the Xbox is a little bit better but you're not going to see the difference. You're not going to see the difference when it comes to game. It's going to come down to either the exclusivities and I like both exclusivities. I mean I tend to lean towards more Xbox because I'm a Gears fan. I'm a Halo fan because a lot of the the games here's the problem with the PlayStation 5's lineup right now. Many of those games aren't co-op games that I will play. Gears, I will sit and play with Jim. Halo, I will sit and play with Jim. Jim won't play Ratchet and Clank. You know, smart games are great, but they're single player. So, for me, I bought a PC, and I got tired of, okay, I want to play this game. What system do I have to buy it on? You know, oh, well, I have friends on Xbox, I have friends on PlayStation. Like, I felt like I was making a choice. I don't have to make that choice anymore. I'm just buying it on PC, and that's it, and I'm done with it. Um, So, no, I don't think me personally has to buy the new system because many of the new games I can play and tell you what it's like on my system. Uh, I do think the market is oversaturated at this point because they are just coming out with game after game after game. And, again, I've seen ray tracing. It makes everything more beautiful. And what's going to happen is is if you get a PlayStation 5, you're going to want to replay Spider-Man with the ray tracing. To see the difference, and then again, that comes to an oversaturation of games. So, I think that in the, I think that this console generation is going to hurt the next console generation.
1: So. Uh, what about
0: you, Coria? Uh, with
3: the question of that Joe had there. Yeah. So with the idea. So for me, I'm gonna buy a PS Five day one for the exact opposite reason of Kalai. For me, I don't have a PC. Um, A lot of games, when you look at... like I've been watching a lot of the announcements this weekend, and I, I felt the same way with Kalai the reason why i'd buy an xbox the reason why i'd buy a pc was for the exact same reason it's like well i have friends that want to play this on this console i better buy a 360 so i can play gears and halo and whatever and oh i gotta go play this so that i better buy a pc so i can play civilization with my buddies doing this and i mean i've been doing that for however many years owning every console this is the first console generation where i haven't bought everything like i've owned i like my i i i literally since the first generation i i owned a gamecube i've owned a original xbox i've owned all the nintendo products i've owned i've owned the wii the wii u and a switch i've owned a ps1 ps2 ps3 ps4 the vita the psp you know everything like i've owned it all except for an xbox one it's the only one i don't own and you had a psp go what I didn't buy the PS Go. Said you had a PSP Go. I didn't have a PSP Go because it's the exact same thing as a PSP. But really in all honesty this because of crossplay becoming a big thing in this generation near the end of it, which is really nice. I like the idea of I can sit there and day one buy a PS5 and not have to worry about a new game coming out like the new Call of Duty or new whatever and I can go hey Kali, I want to play a game and there's a good chance it's going to have cooperative as well. Right, and, and for like Clyde was saying, there's gonna be a lot of games that look really good on the PS5 over the PS4. There's there's a part of me right now that's thinking about not buying Cyberpunk until I get a PS5. And for the sole purpose of I know I just wanna play it at its best and looking great, and I'll wait. I've got so many games that I can play, like we talk about. There's we have a backlog be done.
0: Well, that doesn't that doesn't matter anyways, because um the console, PlayStation would probably be up before... before well, like title. I mean, said, it's, <laughs> ti- it's a launch
3: title now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: depending... Well, like I said, depending, depending on
3: how things sit, there's a lot of games that I would have bought on the PS4, but with the knowledge knowing that any game that's on PS4 now, past July, is gonna have to work on my PS5, I'm not going rushing out and buying The Last of Us 2. I'm not rushing out to buy all these games, because it's like, okay, well, when I have time to buy them, or when they go on sale, I'll buy them. Because they'll run on my PS5. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Which is great. This is the first time in a console generation. Where I don't have to sit there and go. Oh hey EB Games. How many. Or GameStop. How many pennies can you give me for my entire PS2 collection. So I can trade in to buy a PS3. Or how many of my entire PS3 collect. Can you give me $50 for all my 200 PS3 games. So I can buy a PS4. I don't have to do that this time. I can just say okay I'll buy the console. I don't have to worry about buying exclusives day one. That's the other thing. I could buy the console and just continue playing what I'm playing now. I don't have to technically buy any PS5 games, (laughs) which, I mean, would be weird, but I can do that. And I mean, I gotta be the Sony pony for the group here and buy, you know, the PS5 day one and, you know, buy all those PlayStation exclusives and give that opinion. So I guess it's down to you, Roberto. What about...
4: (laughs) Yeah, so I I think that just with the... Like 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 what Joe and Kalai said, just for some reason, unlike all the other generations where there was a ramp down, everything seems to have like a ramp up. And I would have to say it's it's just gonna be a weird segue to the point where it's where this new system's gonna come and it's not gonna have, I think, that same impacts. You know. When back looking, like looking back on all the other new generations that I've currently that I've I can recall, there was always that big leg up you know, N64, PS1 to PS2, the, you know, GameCube to Wii, and you know that the there's no backwards compat. there was never kind of backwards compatibility, so that like once these systems came out, the game's support would, would basically come to an end. And it's just now we're we're in this really weird uh, and like unprecedented moment where everything that's like that that's available it could be played on next generation systems and now we're gonna have that uh, that capability so maybe for there might not be a lot of people that are gonna buy new consoles I mean me personally like I said like we're in the middle of this backlog beatdown there's entire games that I have been meaning to play for years and I should have played a long time ago but just because reasons school college other stuff I just never got a chance around I mean Kalai still makes fun of me for not play like for all the talk that I said I was gonna finish Kingdom Hearts 3 and I never did uh you know at least not yet (laughs) so um it's 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 interesting to see that and even now like kingdom like on that note kingdom hearts 3 already has like a new music game on the way dlc i know it's like it's it's ridiculous what's going on but (laughs) it just goes to show you that there's just this uh weird predicament where it's like i it's kind of like it's almost as if they don't want this generation to end um, as strange as it may sound, like, there's just, like, something with it that it's just people want the, this generation to continue, and that's fine, you know, I think that, honestly, like, there's, there, there, there'll there come a point where we gotta move on, and I think, honestly, there's there's a little more juice left in this whole generation so, here. So,
3: as a media person, uh, when it comes to, like, like you said, we're on the podcast, as a media person, uh, because of your, the way you're talking, it sounds like you don't need to buy into the next generation day one to feel like you have an opinion in, on the, the industry.
4: Yeah. Uh, I, um, I'd have to say like, it's, it, it'll happen. If it doesn't happen in November or December, when the system comes out, it'll definitely happen by like May or June or something like that. And, uh, cause I'm not going to wait on it forever. I'm, um,
2: I, I mean, I saw a funny meme. I don't know if you guys saw it online. It's like a, it's like the PS4 fans. Or PS5 fans and the Xbox One fans fighting and like the Nintendo Switch guy just sitting in the corner, like happily playing his Switch, yeah. knowing that he's gonna be getting great games for the foreseeable future and not have to worry about this bullshit. Um, it, it makes me wonder like how much Nintendo really has to do right now because they just keep pumping out great game after great game after great game. Like, do they need to do anything to to keep their dominant foothold right now? Or do they just keep doing what they're doing? I mean, the rumor is next week they're about to announce um, Pokemon um, Pokemon Go, Johto. Like, that's the rumor, is that's what's getting announced next week. And that's huge. Um, that's another huge game for them. Like, do they need... And we don't even know what they were going to announce at E3 because they pushed back all their announcements until further notice. Like, everybody else is all announcing their stuff. Nintendo stayed quiet this whole time. What do they have up their sleeve? Are they secretly developing a high-powered console? We don't know. Well, I mean, every. We don't know. With
3: a lot of indie titles that are coming out, uh, I don't think the Switch needs to be powerful to play them. Like, that's the crazy thing is that really, this is the first time I've seen a lineup. Like, even look at our uh, PlayStation conference that we had, right? Where all these games were coming out. Those multi console games, uh, some of them, like some of the games that are coming out right now, multi console wise, could probably play on the Switch. So we're not seeing this huge. I mean, I can name. Like. I can name
2: probably at least 15 to 20 games that are coming out the rest of the year that I want to buy on PS4. That's never happened at the end of a console generation where there's been that much. Like There's a lot. There's still a lot. And I I wish that they would lower some of the prices on some of these games to get people to buy them at a cheaper price, but I I know they're never going to do that because they don't want to lose money. But it's going to be crazy. How are people even going to have money for the next-gen consoles after not, like, working for so long. Like, I know a lot of my friends, they're like, well, I saved up because I knew it was coming eventually. Like, I'm like, yeah, but I was buying games that whole time. They're like, that was your fault, man. I was like, I want to play what's out now. And they're like, well, you shouldn't have done that. You should have saved your money and been ready for the next generation. I was like, yeah, that's all great and dandy, but I don't even think there should be a next generation yet. And that's kind of what Kalai was getting at with this entire topic. I think this new generation was thrusted upon them By the companies themselves, but the fans and the industry, I don't think are ready to move forward with another generation yet. I think there's a lot of power and a lot of games left in this generation that could have been made and could have been just as beautiful. I I think that consoles feel that they need to catch up to PC now. They feel like they cannot get any further behind because they'll be left in the dust when it comes to development. But I think that's kind of weird since most games are developed for consoles first and then ported to PCs later.
3: Um, well, and, and on that topic, I mean, we we had that conversation, remember when we had this whole thing about COVID-19 affecting everything as well, right? And we were all talking about how, really, in all honesty, a lot of us thought that this console should be releasing in March anyway, right? And with that in mind, I think it's interesting to see a lot of the games that we were seeing in the PlayStation 5 conference and in the uh, Xbox conference as well that are guaranteed exclusives are technically not coming out till 2021 so really i like like we said before it's just the diehards like me that are gonna you know go out and buy this console because i'll just play my games i play now on ps5 just instead of buying a new pc i just gotta make sure that i can i gotta see if they can make a maybe audacity for uh for uh ps5 I'll, I'll put in a good word record on the ps5 don't even have to log out anymore
1: uh so we
0: got some really really good questions this week so i'd like to hop into our fantastic oh
2: i just hey claude do you have like any closing comments on this i know you haven't got to talk much so i just want to hear if you have any like closing comments on this whole topic in general i i know that you you brought this to the table because you felt very adamant that oversaturation did exist so any closing thoughts i
0: I do think uh, oversaturation does exist because I still haven't finished Persona five horizon zero dawn. Um, I just got dragon quest 11 on the switch. Even if you just own the switch and the, and the PS four, you've got to be oversaturated. 100%. I
2: think, I think honestly, I think we can make a whole nother show about this. And I think we should, where we can touch on our backlogs again and talk about how oversaturation has led to like us not playing many of the, like the, the tentpole games of this console generation like i have never even touched horizon i never even played red dead redemption just because there's so many games like i just get so like well how do i put it like and i know you get it too like paralyzed sometimes by the amount of games we have to play and like what do we play next
3: i i get that every time i finish a game now i'm just like okay what the big thing and maybe this is gonna be a topic for next time um, that I would love to bring up with you guys is do games need to be 20, 20 plus hours anymore to be good? Because I know that was, a, well,
4: and that's been another subject too. Um, uh, I've been noticing some games have been trying to create more bite-sized, but manageable expectations, like, uh, like, uh, Cosmic Star Heroin and some of the stuff coming out from Whitehorn Entertainment, uh, there, there, that there was a puzzle game that came out that's like getting really good reviews that like, Takes at least eight hours to beat, but it's really good for what it is. Well, and that's the
3: big thing that me and Joe are noticing, too, is that a lot of the games, we look at how long to beat. As soon as we look at a game and it's like, how long to beat? 30 hours, we're like, okay, that goes in, like, the far back shelf. Because right now, it's just... That's a lot of time to put into games, and I I don't know. It's there. But questions of the show, Jukalai.
0: First one comes from Matt Murray. What do you think causes people to think review-bombing anything, especially a good game, will do anything?
4: Entitlement. This belief that because you're a big fan of the game, your opinions matter more, and then of course you start review bombing so they could listen to you. Because we live in an age where, of the instant gratification society, where it's like, you know, people want things now, people want things done their way, and it's a blessing and a curse. On one hand, it allows for good changes to happen, you know, like for things to be addressed, but on the other hand, it's... Something really filthy, and it, it gets people to ruin the lives of people who are working their asses off to try and make a new game or whatever, and um, or not be willing to give a new thing a chance. Like, I remember, and I know that Nintendo diehards are gonna, are gonna junk up, jump on me through this, but I'm it is the hill I'm gonna die on. And that hill is the uh, is Metroid Prime Federation Force. That was a game that people Hate it.
2: It's not what they wanted. They, 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 yeah, I was one but... of those people. I was very butthurt that I didn't get what I wanted. But why? Because because at, at a so certain what... point, Roberto, as a fan of Metroid, enough is enough. It's like me being a fan of like Star Fox and Kid Icarus. When are we gonna get another game? Enough is enough. If you're not gonna release a mainline game, don't release anything. I don't want anything but a mainline game. It's like it's like being a fan of Paper Mario do you, do you, and getting fucking sticker star.
4: Metroid... But do you recognize that Metroid is not just about Samus Aran? It's a larger world where there's space pirates, there's spaceships, there's this federation, there's this bioweapons division that wants to get a hold of the Metroid. Do you recognize? Yeah, 100%. But then make an MMO. So So then wouldn't you want there to have been a game that's about these marines working with Samus to try and quell the space pirate thing, especially since it takes place after Metroid Prime 3?
2: I mean, the game wasn't bad. I played it. I liked it. Um, it just wasn't what the fan base wanted. The fan base wanted the next Metroid installment, or something that played similar right. to a 2D but, then, Metroid.
4: but then the thing and then the funny thing is we did, we got that, and then the the, the game tanked. 100 percent me- Oh yeah, but it's
2: it's j- similar. like I'll, go, I'll, I'll I'll talk really quickly about this. It's like the new hot button topic this week, Pokemon Snap, right? Uh, I, for one, am that's, not that's playing. You. I, yeah, I'm not paying sixty bucks to take pictures of Pokemon. I don't know about any of you, but no, fool me once, Nintendo. Shame on me. Fool me twice, it's not happening. I'm not paying another sixty dollars to take pictures. Just take pictures of Pokemon. There better be an extant, extensive story. There better be something there because just taking pictures is not cutting it in 2020. It's not.
4: But do you think your not for sixty dollars? Unreason- but do you think expectations are being unreasonable?
2: No, I don't because I expect more from a video game now for sixty dollars. I expect an experience. I don't expect to take pictures for thirty minutes and the game to be over so so here's like, i
3: here's here I just wanna i'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna add into yours, and then i'm gonna say my little piece is the the and i I agree with Roberto this is people just going out there for gratification. The problem is is that in having it your way if this game releases. For $20. Now you've been put in that spot. Where you're like oh shit. Either A you're going to be like yeah I was right. See no, nobody wants to pay $60 for this. It's $20. But the problem is, is the negative heat. That the game gets off the get go. Because of that one remark. Is hurting the company. Releasing the game in general. And it's the same idea. As it doesn't matter. Like right now we know it's Last of Us 2. That's why this came up. It's Last of Us 2. It's got a 3.1 on Metacritic for. for Views. And I read some of those reviews. It pissed me off because some of them had spoilers in it, and they didn't friggin' warn me. And guess what? I read the title of one of them, and now I know some things that I didn't want to know. But that's why I feel hurt as a fan. The problem is, too, is that if the game... You can't sit there and, and and review a game where you go, look it, the combat's great, the music's great, this is really good, but I just don't like this way this... I feel that the story didn't go the way I wanted it to, so it's to a zero. You can't do that. You can't. Just stop it. Just if you didn't like it, you right. didn't like so one that's thing. The case. That's that's it. That's it. That's my closing thing on that.
2: Yeah, that's like a right. seven point five. Well, that's not like and a then on, zero. On yeah. top
4: of that, like it's it's starting to i I I'll agree. There was many years ago there was Zipper Interactive, they made SOCOM, the SOCOM games. And They kept releasing new SOCOM games, but then when people started doing the HD stuff, they started, like, every single fan in that echelon was screaming for an HD remake of SOCOM 2 and 3. Not, like, a new SOCOM game, which we would get on PSP, like Tactical Command and SOCOM Fireteam Bravo 3. They wanted SOCOM 2 and 3 HD. They wanted these remakes, HD remakes of older games, and they were just foaming at the goddamn mouths and I just would see these comments, it would piss me off because God got like these people are making games and they're new games in the SOCOM franchise. Play them, enjoy them, give well, them a damn chance, and then I, maybe an I, HD remake of whatever. So then <laughs> you had SOCOM 4, which unfortunately got like completely derailed because this was when the PSN hack attack happened. But then you had these guys shut down because in addition to that they it it was this fan base that was so Persistence and so salty over an older game to be HD remade, but that they didn't support socom Four, they didn't support Unit Thirteen, but and they had to shut it down.
2: Who who do these game developers have to answer to in the end? Like, who are they supposed to please? They're supposed to please their fans, right? If you don't listen long enough, then you won't you won't last. Like, look at Polyphony. Polyphony's like, okay, now we understand what Gran Turismo fans want. We're going back to what made us Gran Turismo. Enough of this esports bullshit. We're giving people a full online can- or full campaign. They're listening because nobody bought GT Sport. No one. It failed. So they're like, we have to go back to what works because if we don't, we're not going to be able to make this beautiful game that we love making every four to
3: five years. But but we, it won't exist. I, I, I 100% agree with you, Joe. And like I said, when we, GTA when that came out, the sport came out, it got like a six out of 10. But that was like a, a, everyone thought that way and i 100% agree with. You. Wherever the issue is right now is when people are going out purposely on a game that should be receiving at least a 7 or an 8 based on critics reviewing and it's receiving 0 and 1s i'm not, get, and ones and I'm not getting into we all know no, why I, it's getting a 0
2: if you don't um there's there's a lot of um
3: things no i yeah, know but that's that's, that's where we're going at yeah. i'm going at if you're going to do it to and that I, don't do it
4: and to be fair, I understand, like, do you know, one of the first rules of entertainment is give the people what they want. I don't like how there's, you know, Sony does this whole censorship thing with some of the Japanese games. And then, but okay, Last of Us 2 has full fledged, yeah, yeah, raw interviews. Well, okay. like, and well, I, I, I get that, like, you should give, like, yeah. okay, I know that's a, that's a different topic, but I'm well, just saying I guess like, so we can do a whole
3: other topic on know. that. This was just more or less talking about
2: right. bombing. Oh, in so general. you just, you, so you just, you just Spoiled answered up. why it's getting review bombed. I mean, that's why that's literally like, why that's not fair point,
4: yeah, just because my, people
2: aren't ready for that. So that gets zeros. It's not fair.
4: My point being is that, you know, I'd say like, yeah, give the people what they want. I wouldn't necessarily bend the knee, but, um, you know, like it's, it's that, you know, I think people need to also adapt to change too. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, there was an argument, for example, with Disney world, Disney world, they shut, they closed a lot of the old fashioned rides. Uh, in favor of new ones, and it's like as much as you want to see these older ones, you have to be, you have to be open to change. You have to be open to how things, you know, adapt and change. I mean, you know, and and how that can evolve and be something different. I mean, I'd like to see more of of my favorite games in different apparatuses and different aspects. I'd love to see an R- a Star Fox RPG, you know, and I and I hope they they go in that direction instead of just having it be another rail shooter. So it's it's a combination of. People are entitled and bitter, and they're not open to receptive to change. And then, of course, if there is something in there, they'll, they'll say it's SJW, some nonsense like that. And I feel like we can make a whole yeah, show. Yeah, we, can, out we of this. can make a whole show. Yeah, For right
3: now, we can. Kali, yeah. do you have your quick opinion right, yeah, we, on this, we, we or do, do you want to just continue to the next question? I leave it all up to you.
0: Oh. Oh, that was so nice of you guys to let me in on the conversation.
3: You could have jumped in at any point. Yeah, you could
0: have. Uh, not. Not the way you guys were arguing. Um, you know what? People review bomb things because they just don't get what they want. Let's look at um, Steam and Epic Game Store. When games were being pulled from Steam for exclusivity for uh, Epic Score, they bombed it on Steam. Just because they could. So, I think it's just because they don't get what they want. So. 100%. Okay. Uh, next question was from Daryl. He says, at what point does GameStuff quit carrying the Proven Gamer Network and join the Loop Brothers <laughs> Podcast Network?
3: I mean, the question is, how long, how much longer can our ar- we hold this up before our arms get sore and we have to let it go?
0: <laughs>
2: uh, I, you um, answer this
0: first, please. Uh, so, first of all, A, if you need us to help come hold up your network, I understand Daryl, but in response, if you and Tricky want to go back and forth with offers to us, we'll take the best offer, Joe.
2: <laughs> I mean, uh I'm pretty sure dual screens would probably give us the best offer, and that's probably where I'd uh I bring my talents to dual screens, as LeBron James would
3: say. I mean, if we have a choice, I mean I gotta I gotta go with Joe here. I mean, I like the Steve and Andy I I'm not not saying anything against trophy whores or like, you know it's just, you know, Steve and Andy, they have that pizzazz. I mean, if if I can join Uh, The dual screen community, I I mean, maybe make some changes, maybe like, you know, Apex Minic just disappears or whatever. But, you know, other than that, you know, there's nothing wrong with that side of things. But I don't know, whoever, yeah, I like Kalai, whoever gives the best offer. My, My plate is very empty and I would love for it to be full.
0: Exactly. All right, let's go on to the next question. Does the design or shape or form of a console have any impact on your desire to buy a console? And can you think of a console design that stick out at least one negative and one positive? Yes.
3: To your extent.
4: Kinda, yeah. You know, like I have to say, like, um, I, I've mentioned this before in the chat. Like, there's been a huge explosion of wife of turning the PS5 into like a waifu thing, like, and, and some of that artwork I'm not gonna lie, some of that artwork has been very interesting and gorgeous to look at um there was meriwether comics she wrote she got this guy who does like dang and rumpa inspired illustrations to do like a ps5 person and woman and it's cool the colors and the and the (laughs) the design and all that and it's it's funny because they xbox doesn't this doesn't happen to xbox but um it's because it's all it's because it's because they
3: don't give them the nice white palette to paint on
4: right so I suppose the design, yeah, it, it does matter because you don't want something that's ugly and all that. And I think that it's kind of like a car, you know. Like, <laughs> did you see
2: the kind you know, of one? A car
4: can... Right. It, it's kind of it's it's like many years ago there was something called the Toyota Echo. Yeah. And my dad used to joke and say, "Ho ho, my boy!" That, Do you remember Steve Urkel? And I was like, you know, Steve Urkel. Yeah, from Family Matters. Is that his car? It looks like the car from 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 Urkel. He used to just laugh because. It looks so dorky. It was just like this car that like was all like humped up, and the design was just so weird. It a, look it up, Toyota Echo. It, it's, not it's not as bad as the by Scions.
3: Is, i was to say it's not as bad as the Nissan Cube, Or the no, like square the Cube yeah. and the
4: Scion, yeah, or the Nissan like yeah, yeah, the, or the Fit or the 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 Yaris. The, the Yaris looks like that. Looks like a go kart. But anyways, point being is physical design does matter. Um, even like when you look back on older systems, such as the. Uh, the Philips C D I. It looked like a VCR. Um, you look at um, that. There was this one console that re res review that you put like a like a, an actual cardboard <laughs> card to scan or whatever, and that that was ugly as hell. Like, <laughs> it was it's horrible. And there's the R Zone where you, you have to like remember you had to wear the R Zone. You had a little screen. That thing a piece play, of shit. You had to play the screen. And it is like you, yeah. I tried doing that back in like sixth grade. It just what the hell were they thinking? But in any case, um, yeah, <laughs> um, that's yeah. A, a physical design does matter. You want it to reflect a personality, um, a, a, an expectation, a sensation, and it does look like a smushed PSVR. So I mean, it's it's that's not a bad thing. So. Um, oh, I know. I can yeah. see Joe it, just it,
3: ready to chime in on this 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 craziness. Oh this yeah, situation. I'm ready. I I mean, I don't like the PS5
2: design. I've been very adamant about that. Is it going to stop me from buying it? No, it plays video games. I mean, <laughs> it, it could it could look like a used condom, and I'd play if it played video games.
4: Like, I don't care. I don't care. What it, at the end of the day. Joe, this is 2020. <laughs> uh, be careful how you say that, or else that might actually happen. I know.
1: <laughs> uh, mm-hmm.
2: I'm going to play it. At least so it'll really be safe. Like... There you go. Yeah, it'll be very safe. Well, not really if it's used. I mean, <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we're never, we're never gonna have a G rated show here. Um,
2: I would say, I would say the coolest console design would be the GameCube because it was very revolutionary for a time. It was uh it was all about like taking it wherever you went and being able to set it up quickly and just play. And I think that it was really cool because of Melee and how much that game took off and how accessible it was to bring the GameCube everywhere to play Melee. Like that's that's the memory I have of like a form factor and a design of a console like changing the way I use the console like I brought my GameCube everywhere
3: and and for me I have to agree with Joe on the same point uh yes and no I'm gonna still buy certain consoles because of the games that are on them but Joe touched on something interesting there and this is where we talk about console design it's not just what the console looks like it what's it's also what it does design wise the GameCube was great because it had the adaptable ports on the bottom to have the Game Boy Advance adapter, which was super cool. It it was built to be... Able... a handle! Well, it was also built on the... Like, one of the coolest designs... Well, I want to pick my design, which is the Dreamcast. Now, people go, why the hell the Dreamcast? And it's actually not the look of the console. It's the idea that the memory cards were little tiny basic Game Boys that you could play your saves of your games on them and earn things for your game. That is one of the coolest design features of any console, and that's what I mean. It's it's not just looks. It's what it does. It's like when they released the PS3. The bad design. When they first showed that prototype PS3, if they gave me that stupid banana controller, no, hell no. I'm going to buy a third-party controller the minute it comes out of the, the store. But, Kalai, what about you?
1: Um,
0: I don't really care about the look of the console's which is really funny because I do care about the look of my PC. My PC is all RGB, which is really pretty, and I like. Um, the reason I care more about my PC look than my uh, the console look is because I have no control over the console, whereas I, I have control over my Ooh, PC. Ooh,
2: good, good point. Um, Ooh, I mean, with modern advancements, you have control over your console eventually. Has
3: anyone looked at the PS4 playbook? Uh, That's obviously, no, it's, uh, someone converted a PS4 into a full, uh, laptop that was a 22-inch monitor, and he could flip it up, and it was pure white, which was surprising. It was pure white, um, did everything, had the ports, had extra fans in it, and it lit up all blue and everything. It was super cool. But, yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: and
0: which consoles that I don't like? Um, I guess the Look at the PS4, the Xbox. Like I just don't. They just don't.
2: You don't like the PS4 look. Like. I
3: like the Prism.
0: Yeah, it's alright. It's just it doesn't. It's sleek. Stand out, maybe I think
3: it's sleek though. Do you like the look of the 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 fridge or the new router that we're getting?
0: No, neither of them are like standing out to me. So that's why that's one of the reasons I'm holding out. Maybe I'll get something. What about the look, Super but...
3: Nintendo? Kali? How was that for looks for you? Did I like the?
0: pretty good one but if you remember with xbox the first xbox one was kind of chunky Ooh. and then they came out with the slim and then they came out with the so you know if i wait we'll we see the cool been, like, thing
3: the was the crystal clear gr- green one that you could see through it That. If, if they give me, oh man, if I get a see-through console, I wish we got another see-through console. Those things were so cool. Like, Xbox One, that was the best design choice they ever made, and I don't know why they ever stopped doing it. They had a crystal white one, they had a crystal green one, a crystal red one. They were so cool. Anyway. No, when I
2: could see the dust in my console, that shit scares me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright. N- next question comes from Andrew Middlemoth, which I'm guessing nobody looks at our Nobody you guys need to get into our. We Facebook look. Program. What are you talking about? I right looked at now. the
3: questions be, like fifteen minutes before the show started. I just, I can't respond in the question. Obviously, I'm going to respond in the podcast.
0: I wasn't talking about. Oh wow! Ow.
4: Okay.
3: Were you talking about? Were you talking about me? Because I looked at them too.
4: Did Roberto Uh-oh. look at them? Some of the
3: questions. Uh, uh, Roberto's on maybe? the the hot seat. On you the just hot said seat. Do 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 do. Well,
4: I, I have a job now, so um yeah but anyways what was the question
0: oh my god yeah i know it's hard having a job and running a podcast and social media it sucks the question the question comes from andrew because you alluded to the question because that's how i knew you didn't look with the apparent uncensored sex scene in last of us 2 do you see sony scaling back backing down on censoring more fan service anime games
3: 100 ps5 all the the, the boobies
0: well, they've
4: been caught with their pants down now because everyone's going to go head over like ballistic over this this kind of thing. You know, it, it makes zero sense. I, I yes, I know. I had that was a pun. That was a pun. That was very much intended. Um, yeah. So because,
3: sorry, I'll let you finish and then I'll, I got.
4: Yeah, my whole thing with this is that, um, everyone's going to look at this and be like, "Just yo, Sony, this is your bread and butter. This is your bread winning game." when the biggest, like, a swan song of a game for this generation, it's been in development for seven years, you have completely raw, dirty intercourse there versus an anime girl with big boobs that is wearing a bikini, you know? And, but you censor the latter and not the former, Hmm, you know? And it just doesn't make any sense. So uh, they're going to, I mean, I'm hoping that they just, and and on top of that, like, all the things that happened last year regarding this whole thing, like, that the, that Sony has was thinking about uh, globalization and protecting the children. I mean, you have a game that is an exclusive to the Sony platform that has this kind of moment in it that's going to be exposed to millions and millions of people, and you're telling me that's fine because you want the globalization, protect the kids. But all right, hyperdimension Neptunia, you know, I can tell you, I can tell you like, 100
3: why that happens. So. This has been an issue with anime in general for years. Um, if you look at in Japan, um, you can buy Hentai uh, rated 14 plus as a 14 year old and see boobies and, and blacked out jjs and the man thongs and man, man penises. Um, you can buy that as a 14 year old. That, that content is rated 14. If you look at Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z in Japan, when it originally came out in Japan was a 12 plus show with blood and gore. When it came to here, we had to make it so that it was like a 7-plus show or an 8-plus show. And so the problem that runs into it is if every Japanese game came, to, came here uncensored, that would be great. Except every Japanese game that we would get from now on would be rated M. And how many people can buy rated M games compared to a teen-rated game when all they have to do is go, okay, let's just take these big, giant, big, boobies let's just put a little tiny piece of toilet paper around them. Perfect, teen. Done. And, in all honesty, I think it's when you see the games come over, it's like Bandai Namco and stuff, they get licensed for hundreds of these anime games every year. Like, there's hundreds of anime games that come over here. If they all of a sudden had to make every single one of them mature, instead of just going, okay, you know what, let's take the blood out of Attack on Titan, make it so we don't count off their heads, we're gonna make a teen, now everyone can play it, fantastic, we're gonna sell 20 more copies. Maybe we'll start changing, like, maybe we'll be able to get hentai games on consoles, I don't know, maybe that's where the way we're going, I don't know, I hope not, but that's kind of the reason it's more for sales than anything else, because in Japan, I can go, you can go to a store and buy a hentai game at 14 years old, because they don't see that as an issue, in America, we do obviously with uh, this, this thing and and with the whole scene in Last of Us 2, uh, all the 12 year olds are playing COD, so we don't have to worry about them watching a full and course <laughs> sex scene <laughs> Come
2: on, yeah, what's I your mean, opinion? But, oh, wait, but oh. like,
4: and then like, just well, just to piggyback off of that, so there's a you know, but even like some of the spicier scenes in some of these games, they're not like sex. They're just you know, women with bikinis or whatever on, or you know, they have bath towels. Like they're not like full nude. It's like you know, it's that's all it is. But that's that nothing like that. But anything you know? like that by
3: the ESRB is rated at mature, which sucks. Yeah, you know, I know Roberto. Yeah.
4: I mean man children. I'll 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 get this out of the way too because someone's probably thinking this. Okay. Uh oh. If it's because there was a, that Omega Quintet that game that that was supposed to come out, like that that was barred from PlayStation or whatever from coming out because it was that like I can admit that one was a little bit too much. Like it was in for for context people. Uh oh. There you have to inflate the women's chests to be for them to become more powerful. Um, I mean, in Gal-
0: By the way, you're thinking about the exact wrong game.
4: We what?
3: Kali, your thoughts? Omega
0: Quintet is our. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, like, it
4: wasn't Omega Quintet. It was Omega something. Omega <laughs> Labyrinth, that was it.
3: I mean, if we think about it, you know Galgun's like, actual purpose of a game <laughs> would be rated M for Sure if it actually happened in real life. Like, let's be yeah, honest. Man, Kali, so you got a really manly voice there. Kali, what do you think?
0: Um, I think that uh I don't think it will. Um I think Sony's just trying to stop games that are using gratuitous sex to sell the children. To sell the ga- the, the games. Whereas the Last of Us is it's probably a very it's probably very It's too I don't educational
3: know, for them. They wouldn't want to art, play like, it anyway. I mean
2: I mean the weebs are gonna come with their pitchforks. <laughs> but they're gonna come with their pitchforks at Sony. It's gonna happen. I'm telling you, if it's not today, it'll be tomorrow. You know what? But all if, these if they all these Weeboo Kingdom Hearts fans are gonna come out of the woodwork <laughs> and with their pitchforks <laughs> and their and their and their manga books and they're gonna be like, yo, how come this is not allowed but this is allowed? You know what if they Oh and they're gonna come. They're they are. Like these are the people that don't shut up about anything. Well, like, I mean
3: they of course they're coming, Joe. Jesus. Because <laughs> they're playing Galgun? You know what? In <laughs> all honesty, if they want to play that way, buy a PC and buy uh, uncensorship mods. Be smart. Buy a PC. You can download games all over the internet. Download the uncensored patch. Done. There you go. People are modding Dude. that. Every- you can play Skyrim with naked people all the time. If you want to see naked ladies, just download <laughs> Skyrim. Pay 10 bucks. Build a patch. Make them have big giant boobs. There you go. Have fun. You, you just, you know. Learn to deal is with this, it.
2: Is that all? You, is Do you have anything else, Kali, or was that it on that topic? That question? Um,
0: that, w- that was it. Let's go to the this next one. It's like question. a
2: mini show here for questions.
1: <laughs> Maybe we need another that's show bad. that's just questions again.
0: <laughs> uh, are we supposed to, aren't you supposed to be doing another show called Pass or Play?
3: Eventually. Yeah, we passed Anyways. on it. <laughs> um... For <right> now.
0: <laughs>
3: we're designed to play games and we're passing on the show. <laughs>
1: right c
0: j s
4: how many times have you told me that we need to do that- Cory and now like you're gonna go to work and stuff like I know we, we, could, we could do film
2: we could do film stuff in its absence uh roberto we could we'll do we could do movies. we could do an episode
3: right after this
4: no, i gotta eat and it's 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 already getting close to eleven
0: all right c j s what three games any systems do you plan on playing before the oh, end fuck. of the year that you have been putting off so far all right
4: this is another
2: one where we could talk for thirty minutes um I guess I'll go first since I started talking. Uh, (laughs) Three games for the end of the cycle. Uh, Tony Hawk. 100%. I want to play Tony Hawk. I want to play Battle for Bikini Bottom HD remake because I love that game to death. And I would probably say the third one would have to be um, I'm hoping it's... I mean, I guess Metroid Prime 4 counts because it's Nintendo and I guess they're still considered last generation, even though Nintendo just does whatever the fuck they want. So they're technically whatever generation they feel like they is Metroid, belong in.
0: Is Metroid 4, is Metroid 4 out no, yet? No, it's not like
3: confirmed, dude.
2: No. No,
4: there was a rumor it was supposed to be All coming right, out today. Let
0: me let me reread the He's question. Oh, did I not, not answer the question now Before the
3: end of the year, Joe.
0: What? No. What three games, any system... Do you plan on playing before the end of the year that you have been putting off oh. this far?
2: Oh, oh, easy. Um uh Last of Us, I wanna finish that. I want to play Horizon Zero Dawn, and I want to play Red Dead Redemption 2. Next. Uh Kalai, you answer next.
0: My next question, I'm gonna go with um Disco Elysium. I wanna finish that game. Fire Emblem, because I've been putting oh, that off.
2: Yeah, I, I well I'm chipping away <sighs> at that, so that doesn't count for me
0: um and then the third game is maybe i'll try to finish horizon zero dawn so i could still so you could say you played it it
2: okay i get
3: shit for it so so for me i mean it seems like everyone's voting for horizon zero dawn so you know why not join the party um yeah i'm gonna are you gonna finish it like tonight what no i'm not gonna finish it no i gotta finish that my goal is actually, I know this is stupid, I'm, I'm just shooting myself in the foot for saying this, I want to do, I want to fully beat Horizon, I want to fully beat, not fully beat, I want to beat Zelda Breath of the Wild, and I want to beat Mario Odyssey. So, those are my three.
1: Wow.
4: Okay, Roberto?
3: Okay, Roberto. Give us the bombshells.
4: So, um, I got a bunch, um... Three. <laughs> 3 uh well Ace Combat 5 although that, that's that that could be finished pretty quickly i just have to work on it um Super Mario Odyssey Ooh, yeah Horizon Zero Dawn yeah and Kingdom Hearts 3 thank you
2: if you didn't say Kingdom Hearts 3 i was going to be like i was going to have to jump through the computer and grab you i mean you could drive Played to you yeah, could actually
3: drive to his house i can
2: can mm-hmm.
0: all right Alright, that brings us to the end of our questions and Thank the end God. of our show. If you do like us, please subscribe and rate us. You can find us on Twitter at GameStuffCast. Our Facebook is GameStuffPodcast. We have a Patreon page. It's patreon.com forward slash Gamer. If you'd like to get in touch with us, I am at Kali21. That's K-A-L-A-I the number 21 on Twitter. Roberto is at Jehuti 88 That's J-E-H-U-T-Y-88. I have Joe at MrTMNT84. That's capital M-R, capital T-M-N-T- 84. And you have uh, Corey at The Grounded Gamer. Uh, no E-double D. However, you can find us all in the Facebook group, especially me, because I'm always in the Facebook group. Um... You can also, uh, check out our merchandise store. It's, uh, there's a link in our show notes. Go buy, like, a hoodie or something, or a cup, mug, which I have. Um, we are sponsored by Amazon. Just go to ProvingGamer.com, click on any Amazon link, and do your shopping like normal. It does help out the site. We are partnered with Humble Bundle. Uh, we support the life, the charity Extra Life. So, uh, the links in my show notes, um, you can totally get cool games. If you like this show, check out our other show. We have the Trophy Horse and PG Spoilers. I also want to thank Isaac Sego for our logo and the band Take Away the Ugly. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Game Stuff.
4: May the Force be with you guys. Take care. Be good to each other. Stay safe. Wear a mask. And uh, have a good one. Oh, happy Father's Day, by the way belated father yeah
3: take care guys Th- get out there you. play games get shit done and complete those backlogs hashtag backlog beatdown. uh guys just
2: uh keep on playing games and loving games and don't uh review bomb stuff because that's effed up and i only cursed like four times on this show so there you go levi